Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Hello. And Ash Millman. Hello. For the very last time, Ash Millman, but all those details will come clear the more people follow you along on social media and ting. And for now, we're just going to talk about PS5 stuff because that's the, the warm blanket potentially coming in the future that might make 2020 all right in the end. You never know. And we just thought we'd break down all the most anticipated games. I've kind of done them in slightly most anticipated order, starting with God of War 2, um, also known as God of War Ragnarok, the thing that they sort of ended their latest showcase with. And then they were like, oh, it's one more teaser, but it's literally the most teaser ass teaser they could have teased like it's a logo and nothing teased. else <laughs> i feel teased i feel teased i'm so excited for it my mouth the whole time i was going i was like oh what what's that noise and then like, my mouth just went like oh and then i was like oh oh i'm like my jaw like unhinged like a giant snake and i sit around the floor with excitement i turned into your like i was like oh i am the world serpent and it must <laughs> it's happening it's happening i was so excited for God. i thought they would do something a little bit more than just the logo but like that's very metroid prime 4 style just sort of like, like we know it. this is coming and um, i did freak out at it being 2021 because that means it's only a three-year turnaround between the, mm. the the first and the second one and um, josh what's your thoughts did it did it blow you away it, it didn't blow me away, but because it was just, you know, a little, little nice little logo. And I suppose we all kind of assumed it was going to happen anyway. Mm. Am I excited for it though? Absolutely. Like my, my mouth was also making sounds when the 2021 date popped up. That was uh, the huge thing for me. Like yeah. the fact that we're going to get this, hopefully, you know, touch wood like next uh, year, like that's going to be sick. If that actually, if it, if it happens, I'm mm. not sure if it will. I think it'll get delayed, but really, a man's got a dream, you know? First party stuff tends to be pretty locked though, right? I can't, I mean, I guess Days Gone got pushed quite a bit. Days Gone got pushed quite a bit. Last of Us got pushed quite (laughs) a bit. Every game they've put out. (laughs) I believe in God of War. Just the hype for God of War will keep me like floating upon the little boat. Like, you know, that theme where they're sat on a boat going, oh yes. And uh, around around the, well, there's like a theme of the picture of them in the boat, like the PlayStation theme. I was thinking of that. Like teased Ragnarok on before. What's that cat that had the green boat, the little pea green boat, you know, that we all heard about? Oh, and the owl, the owl and the pussy Yeah, I was thought you were on about that, like some sort of fable. Anyway, there is that whole conversation around cross-gen stuff. We'll get to some other things that have become cross-gen like spider-man and horizon and um, there is a rumor going around that god of war 2 will also be cross-gen mainly because the ps uh, ps4 install base is like 100 million units do you guys think where do you guys come down on cross-gen stuff do you think it would be a weird almost like a missed opportunity to not make god of war 2 next gen only oh for me it is for yeah. me it definitely is like if that's mm. coming out on playstation 4 i will be a little bit not worried but a bit disappointed because i want these kind of first party games especially to make the most of the next gen you know components we're mm. already seeing that in a way with um ratchet and clank and demon souls they're exclusive but miles morales and horizon zero dawn which is the strange one like, they're coming to playstation 4 
at launch, like when we're coming up to November, I can see the lines being blurred a little bit and having some first party still remain on the prior console. But when we get like a year in or, or two years in, mm-hmm. if they're still coming to PlayStation 4 then, that's a strange move because they just did not do that at all for the PlayStation 4 generation. Like mm-hmm. everything after launch, first party wise, was just focusing on the new console and helping sell that console. So if mm-hmm. we don't do it for God of War, I'll be like, I would just be picturing in my mind a potential God of War Ragnarok that would make the most of like, you know, the SSD being able to jump between realms at like instantly and stuff like that mm. could be sick. And I hope they are able to fulfill that potential. It feels like that's the stuff they've yeah. been teasing as well. Like all the one camera, one connected shot thing that he's been, apparently Bollock's been trying to get off the ground for a while. And they, I was going to say they pulled, they pulled it off like 99% in God of War, but then you still have to go to that realm between realms to load somewhere else. So I guess if they had the SSD, they could make it completely uh, seamless. Is that what you were going to say, Ash? No, I, I, I'm glad that it offers opportunity for people to like come to the new generation in their own time. Cause I do feel like that's kind of been the emphasis from both parties is like kind of just come to it in your own time, get, get the experience that you, that you want for the next generation, but you still have time on PS4 to, to make your way over to PS5. Like when you're feeling ready, like mosey on over. I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's uh, more inclusive of the fan base that they've got and kind of, you know, celebrating that part of it. But I do absolutely agree that like, I want to see God of War maxed out. Like I want to see the potential realized because it just, it has potential anyway, just by being God of War to be mm-hmm. incredible and an incredible story. And for the gameplay to match that and kind of innovate on top of that, um, I'm very excited to see what they do with the PS5 version. And I would also hope that it wasn't inhibited by trying to appeal to um, a mass market but I do respect the mass market because hell like the more people that play it the better I want everyone yeah. to have the experience of God of War that I had like I want this the second time around with this new game for everyone to be able to have that as well and go oh my god I need to play this it's amazing and I can the thing that makes me super curious is just it is that sort of thing that's hanging over all the cross-gen stuff all the idea of like even what Xbox are leading with where it's like you know we have one console the Series X that can do 12 teraflops of floating data points and whatever and then the Series S is like four flops or whatever um, and it's such a big disparity between the flops that like you can't make like for me i'm like how do you make something that takes full advantage of that top tier system while still supporting the people quote unquote down below or whatever and is that going to get in the way of stuff like i'm just so curious how they how they balance those things out um, and does it mean that like one game is just full of particle effects and ray tracing and reflections and everything and the other one looks like a switch game looks like something that is just like <laughs> texture devoid to make it work on the series s like i don't know and then same with making taking ps5 games and making them work on ps for and um, that stuff is just like a weird a weird approach but i i guess i have faith um next actually i guess in terms of god of war 2 we did a i think we did a podcast specifically on it um but just from the name ragnarok do you think they're gonna go just full ball all hell's breaking loose thor's doing his thing oh absolutely i want to just smash <laughs> thor like oh, that's what it is smash <laughs> thor that's the game but you know i uh, i think ragnarok is it's like the, the first game is kind of the pre- preclude to it coming and now it's going to be like oh hell it's here Hopefully, hopefully. I was going to say, I want this mad, like apocalyptic scale. I want, mm. I want the mm. sense of doom hanging over head in every possible scenario. I feel like you got that a little bit. <laughs> We're in, in like, 2020, mate. You don't need more of it. I do. If I live it vicariously through Norse mythology, maybe it'll make me feel better about what's happening right now. You know what I mean? I could displace those feelings. Perhaps. Um, speaking of Doom, uh, the next one I've got down is one of the, I was going to say one of the only PS5 exclusives, something that hasn't become cross-gen um, and something that isn't on uh, PC anymore is Demon Souls, um, which I think, Josh, is your most anticipated game. 
It is. I'm so looking forward to this. It's so strange to be saying that my most anticipated PlayStation 5 game is a remake <laughs> of a PlayStation 3 game. Like, that does not compute. And yet, yeah, from 2009. And yet that was the one that looked the best at the showcase for me. That was the one that looked properly next-gen. Like, the, mm. the visuals on that thing and the animations were so crisp and so... Oh, they just did it for me, guys. <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to this so much, not only because um, it's the Souls game that I've not properly played. Like, I've never fully gone through Demon's Souls. I jumped on the Dark Souls, and even that was late. Mm. Um, and I'm just excited to experience this, kind of, like, rebuilt, um, and to make the most of the PlayStation 5, to have that at a launch day, like... That, that's the one I'm definitely buying. I'm definitely yeah. going to get that. And I'm definitely going to get like Spider-Man as my two big games, two big PlayStation games. And hopefully, you know, because that is exclusive to the PlayStation 5, it does make the most of it. Like we get our mm -hmm. first glimpse of what the next gen could be without any of those potential limitations of trying to make it for a bunch of different versions and a bunch of different systems mm -hmm. well they showed that the warping thing that there's one bit where they do like warps from one place to another and it's instant so assumedly mm -hmm. that is just ssd style everything just loads right in the levels right there so i like the idea of that ashmi as a humongous souls fan are you going to be getting this as well oh yeah someone who has vocally spoken about her love of the soul series a lot many <laughs> times over the security. years i love i love i love the Soulsborne games i love all of them and i love from software games and uh, no i think this one actually you know what I i've said it a lot over the years that i'm not a, like the biggest fan surprisingly um but uh i i do want to give demon souls a go i want to kind mm. of approach it and go look right we've had our difficulties we've had our issues over the years <laughs> like let me in let's see how this goes and uh it does look it does look delicious and appealing like I've seen it and gone, mm, I do want to try that, even though I know it will frustrate the hell out of me and I'm going to be like, oh my God, why, why did I do it to myself again? <laughs> um, I, I, I am actually interested in like feeling the pain once more. Maybe I've grown patient in my older age. Maybe I will be like, oh yes, actually I, ha I can do this. I can do my, my dodging and my parrying. Maybe, maybe it will appeal this time around. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the system can do and it coming out on launch, I think is the most appealing part of all. Like yes, even if it is balls hard at mm -hmm. least. I can be like, well, this is this is the next generation, yeah, baby. Yeah, do them like doing something like this, like a, a game, a franchise that is known for being just ludicrously like I was gonna say cheap, like it is, like ludicrously cheap and annoying. It's not that I'm not a huge Souls fan, but it is. It's very cheap. It batters you down, and then you you know you, you fight back, and that's the joy. Like that being one of your first experiences of next gen, like oh. you would hope that that works. But I remember um, when Bloodborne came out, and the way that was advertised as like a full-on Lovecraftian action game, mm. and all the comments on Sony's posts back when that first came out were like, "What the hell is?" this i've bought this thing and i can't get past the opening level <laughs> etc um i don't know like you have to assume people know what the hell demon souls is um yeah. but also i was gonna say josh like the amount of souls games that i guess all of us really have been through um, or played like how many modernizations you think they'll bring to that game because it's the one that started it all but like then they're now taking like, you know they've obviously on from software side went through the souls games bloodborne sekiro and then blue point are like now taking this over but did they like tony hawks it and just cherry pick what features work from the other games yeah it's gonna be funny because obviously Obviously, you know, Demon's Souls has its, you know, diehard fans who are looking forward to this, looking forward to this being like a realization of everything they loved about the original. But the original, at least as far as I'm aware, you know, mm. had a lot of idiosyncrasies, had a lot of quirks that, it's you know, if, if you're a fan of Dark Souls, if you're a fan of Bloodborne, it kind of seem like limitations or seem like a strange step back or a bad or a bad design, design decision. So mm. I wonder whether they, if they do tweak those or try to update them to be more in line with the other Souls games or, or Bloodborne and stuff like that or try to, you know, change little things like they did with um, uh, the first Uncharted remaster, you know, changing right. the way that the action worked and the grenades worked and stuff. I wonder if they do bring tweaks to it because ultimately I do feel like most people playing this version of Demon's Souls 
probably won't have played the original Demon Souls. Nah. Like I'm sure people who love that game will be flaming me in the comments right now, but I think brass taxes, you know, a lot of people didn't buy it because it was PlayStation 3 exclusive. They didn't know what it was. It mm. didn't get much of a marketing push back in the day by Sony, but now it's being treated as this big thing. It's there mm. at launch. It's the biggest blue point, um, you know, project ever. It's got this heritage behind it and this reputation. And I do, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 90% of players, 8% of players are like new players who would probably want those tweaks, those quality mm-hmm. of life tweaks to be there. So it is going to be interesting how much they change and whether they add anything on, whether they add on like, you know, unfinished levels or stuff like that to kind of, yeah, you know, the experience doesn't need fleshing out, but there were unfinished things that mm-hmm. could be implemented, you know? Mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, I think it'll, I mean, they showed like backstabbing in the trailer, which I think came in with Dark Souls 2. And I remember that being in there earlier, but like, I think a lot of people like mainstream crowd will think that it's the new, that it's new, that it's like the new, it's the Souls successor because like the Souls series didn't take off till Dark Souls. Um, and then it's like, well, assumedly this is the next thing. Um, but yeah, I'm curious how that goes. I think it's a nice like addition to their portfolio alongside um, yeah. like Spider-Man and whatever. Um, but yeah, the next one down is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was a PS5 exclusive and now it's coming to PS4. Um, which is a whole thing, but they haven't so far. I don't think they've shown the PS4 edition yet. Um, but I assume it'll just be the like the PS5 looking one with the reflections, the particle effects, whatever stuff you can trim off the top to make it work on PS4. Um, but where, <laughs> the where are you guys? Graphics. I, just, I don't know what they. I don't know how they do it because they haven't really like shown side by side stuff. And I guess that's one of the biggest questions is like how do you do? How do you make something for PlayStation 5? Because assumedly this has been in development for both systems the whole time. And then now it's like oh well you know this is the big deluxe one. Spend half a grand so you can play it. But also, you know, you can play on PS4 and that's totally worth the money as well. So I don't know how the hell they split that. I think most of it's like, it's, it seems like upgrading and stuff, like with um, Cyberpunk coming out in November, but having mm. like the upgrade to the PS5, I think it's more like built, you'd assume it's built for like a PS4 system and then with like a patch that makes it better and bolder and brassier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have no idea how the technical side works. Again, I'm glad that, again, everybody gets a chance at playing it. But it is an interesting question of quite, quite how it works and how it's come about. Like, how do you maintain a value proposition for like a full price title on both consoles where one of them is supposed to be a meaningful next gen version? Like, that's the I thing that just blows my mind. I feel like we've, for me, we've always had this problem. We've always had cross-gen games where you can see, you can visually see the limitations of the old-gen game, you know, with Mm -hmm. Battlefield 4, when that was a launch game for PlayStation 4, like the players were cut in half for the the current-gen version, while Mm -hmm. the next-gen version got 64 players on these, like, bigger maps and stuff. And you remember players cut in half there, but you mean the the player (laughs) pool. (laughs) You were literally cut in half, literally cut in half. Um, But when it comes to, like, Spider-Man, like, that presumably is a game not built around the one exclusive feature that um, kind of properly differentiates the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, which is like the SSD, something like Ratchet and Clank wouldn't work on PlayStation um, 4 presumably because it is built around that SSD and like jumping between worlds instantaneously, whereas Spider-Man, it's mostly by the looks of things, Mm. implemented to boost load times, boost the speed in which you can swing. You know, so I do feel like we'll get two mechanically the games that are mechanically the same, but the PlayStation 4, like you said, just won't have the ray tracing, won't Mm. have those extra particle effects, won't be as quick to load, and those features will be in the PlayStation 5. And Mm. I do feel like, you know, like that's enough. That's enough of a jump, Mm. at least in my head, to get all of those extras. Like that keeps the value proposition high, Mm. where you've essentially maxed out the PlayStation 4, and you cannot get them there, so that still justifies the full price. But then you are getting these extra bells and whistles from Miles Mm. Morales' PlayStation 5 if you want them to show off what the PlayStation 5 can do in a limited capacity. Because I guess at the end of the day, you know, we never get the most out of next-gen consoles right at the start. It takes right until the end. So, 
you know, it's not like you can increase the price as the years go on or whatever mm-hmm. until you hit that. Okay, this is true next gen. You know what I mean? I just like, I think with them, it feels like one of the first times they've done like cross gen first party stuff, like from off the top yeah. of my head. Like, you know, like obviously Killzone and Knack and everything was PS4 only. Um, and then in terms of cross gen stuff last gen, it was like, like you said, with Battlefield or like Assassin's Creed uh, 4, Black Flag, um, that had the, um, there was like rain, a certain rain effect that was only in the PlayStation 4 version, but it was like nothing. Um, and so, I'm, yeah, I'm curious, like, how do you, how you sort of split that difference? But I am fascinated by it and um, the other game that went um cross compatible is horizon forbidden west which i think was a bigger yes. blow to a lot of people online because it looks it looks so gorgeous and everything that they've shown so far and assuming that's running on ps5 um so regardless of repeating ourselves i guess for how do they make that work on ps4 uh, let's just talk about that game in general ash you were a massive fan of yeah. uh, horizon zero dawn all the stuff, I just love all of the exclusives from this generation. Mm. Like all of them are amazing. They've really knocked out the park. And like mm-hmm. Forbidden West, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. <laughs> like I, just, I, I don't have any more words than it looks really good. It looks incredibly pretty. I want to see what Aloy is up to. I want to go back to that world of mechanical nature and just have a nice time because it looks fantastic. And like, I'm still popping from like the uh, the Legolas reference in the trailer from like you know when she's like pulling a bow and oh right the yeah, yeah, yeah like the Oliphant thing yeah bionic <laughs> things just love it I just live laugh love it I'm just ready for it <laughs> I'm so ready do you think they'll like change that much about the combat because I, I it's weird right because like obviously that game came out in like 2017 right mm-hmm. yeah 2017 yeah. same year as breath of the wild and um and it was like one of my games of the year and i thought it was phenomenal i still love the world and the characters and everything else mm-hmm. but i went back to it because i thought i'd play back through it before forbidden west and that game's combat i didn't think it held up like at all and i remember at the time some no! people saying that and i was like no it's crazy it's amazing it's beautiful i absolutely love it but when i went back to it i just didn't find it to be that responsive and like I don't know. I just I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is responsive. No, Whoa. no, wrong. I no. I think that the <laughs> combat the combat is great, but I think once you stick to a technique, then you don't need to do too mm. much else if you know what you want to do. I think I used like the uh, the sling the whole time and just like right. bombed creatures. Lots of that, that, was, well. that was it. I was like, well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the choice of having like the, the trip wires, the bombs, arrows, everything. Um, I think the scope for that and how that can grow in different arsenals and different effects you can put on things. And I think having more stuff that's like, doesn't have weaknesses, but has only ways you can attack it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like digging down into that and making you make the use of your arsenal a bit more. That mm-hmm. obviously is absolutely welcome, but I do defend Horizon Zero Dawn's combat because I, oh man, I, I still, it, felt, it just felt fun, I thought. Like it was yeah, fun, yeah. just blowing stuff up the whole time. I think it was just like in a couple of spots I wanted to like experiment more. Like I like the idea of like I'm running up the side of a cliff and jumping off and coming crashing down with like a melee thing, and then I'm gonna equip this explosive arrow and fire it over here. And like when those things come together, they're great. But I don't know, there was something about returning to it where it just felt a bit off. But I uh, yeah, I can't necessarily pin that down other than just advancements in general genre stuff since then. Um, Josh, what's your thoughts on the old Forbidden West? Well, it's funny because I've not really played Horizon since it came out. I had a, right. I had a steamy 50-hour love affair with Horizon <laughs> at launch, but it only lasted like a week, and I haven't touched right. it since, so I have these fond memories of it, but I don't have that, you know, I guess, <laughs> familiarity with it that I suppose a lot of other people do. It was uh-huh. a rush, and it was great, and I loved it, but I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to go back to it because I do want to play it again in time for the first, uh, the second one. But I'm going to be really intrigued to see um, if, it's, if it feels as fresh as it did at the time because at the mm. time, it was like Sony's mm. like, first 
big kind of like first party action RPG that they'd done in like a long time. And it kind of was this new thing for the PlayStation 4. But now we've had so many big action RPG style open world games from Sony now that I, I wonder whether mm-hmm. I've kind of grown a bit familiar with that formula or whether the other titles, even like Days Gone or, you know, even like The Last of Us with its um, semi-open world elements or God of War have kind of iterated on what horizon zero dawn started to the mm. point where i might go back and think the same as you like oh this isn't no i played it after i did everything else i played it after god of war and all that sort of thing well like last year i think it was the end of last year that i like absolutely smashed through so it and... we did we did a podcast on it then we did like a story yeah. predictions thing yeah yeah i think i'm pretty sure it was last year obviously we've had like last was two and that sort of thing since then but i like from my memory in that time period i was like oh my god what have i been missing out <laughs> like it wasn't like a disappointment i, I didn't mm. think at all but oh no maybe no, no. that'd it's, be it, different but no no it, it's nothing even close to anything remotely negative it was just that idea of going back to it and thinking it would still you pair be going blow you away that much as it did the first time and i kind of just i don't know i was expecting this like crazy kinetic fighting system because i remembered all of these ways i was chaining stuff together and then it was like I said, it was a little bit clunky. The UI was a bit messy and whatever. And uh, but like I said, I was never one of those people back in 2017 going like, oh, it's not that great. Um, I was I was Johnny Defender back then. But then when I went back to it the other month, I was like, oh. It's a- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, anyway, though, um, something that's kind of a PS5 launch game just by default is Cyberpunk 2077 um, because it's out on the same day as the <gasps> PS5 release date over here. <laughs> uh, wipe you down. Um, but the only way that it's a PS5 uh, quote-unquote launch game is because it's backwards compatible. It's not actually the PS5 version. So, um, yeah, we can still talk about it, though, because um, yeah. what do you call them? CDPR, um, their official Twitter thing, did tweet out saying, like, oh, technically, with the eyes emoji, we are a PS5 launch game. Um, it'll just be coming a week after the US. Uh, release date for the PS5. But yeah, Cyberpunk arriving on PlayStation 5. What's your thoughts? Hell yes. Oh, Just more right. hell yes. Ash, Scott, I need your help because I'm having a crisis at the minute. It's no, not more negativity no. about good no, games. No, I can't handle it. It's not negativity. It's, it's too much goodness if you want to put it that way, right? Okay. So this morning, obviously, you know, we were talking about this. Find out that it's going to be there like day and date with the release of the new consoles. Great. I can't wait to play that on the PlayStation 5. What a way to break that baby in. But at the same time, the enhancements, the next-gen enhancements, aren't coming until right. much later. So what do yeah. I do? Do I play it now, or do I wait for those next-gen enhancements to come? Because when it comes to, like, the next-gen versions, like, I'm not going to play this game twice. So do I wait? Okay, 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 okay. You, th this what is why you didn't play Ori in the Will of the Wisps, because you were like, oh, I'm going to wait until I get, like, an Xbox One X. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. Do not wait and play the thing that's good. Just play the thing that's uh, good. It'll be good. Please. I, I, yeah, I, play I, it, and then upgrade it. Don't play it again, but just like, you know, just go into the world and go, ah, yes, now I see. And then maybe yeah. you'll want to play it again. It's so big, you could do, do different pathways, it's the thing, because it's such a big game. You could do like your, um, I'm trying to think of the names of the things, I know, like Nomad and the uh, Oh, God, hacker, yeah, like the Corporal you know I mean? and whatever, yeah. Yeah, so you could, do, you could do your own path one way and then go, right, now, level me up, and then go to the next one. I do have a question, JP. Did you play Skyrim more than once? Uh, no. Oh, you only ever started I, it once? I only, well, I started it, but here's the thing. I never, like, finished it, and I never got anything else out of those extra playthroughs. I just ah! had that one main save, and then I've, I've tried to go back to it about 10 times. I bought it on PlayStation 4 again. Josh Brown's like, never finished Skyrim, is that what I bet, I bet it'll come to PlayStation 5, and you can play it there, like, yeah, it's on right. every console. So. <laughs> it'll be on the new Apple smartwatch by the end of the day. I've only recently started replaying games. You know, I had the great mm. replay year of last year when I went through like all the Metal Gear Solids, all the Gears of War. I Don't went through The right. Witcher again at the start of this year. That was great. But in, in reality, if I'm being truthful to myself, because I do know how terrible I am, it will take me like five years to play <laughs> replay Cyberpunk. I'm not going to do it straight away. Okay, okay. Well, it's <laughs> Cyberpunk too. My point was going to be that if you're one of those people who's replayed Skyrim, I haven't replayed Skyrim all the way through. I finished it once and then restarted a bunch of different characters and explored <laughs> that way. Um, but that's the mentality I'm carrying into Cyberpunk, or it would be in regards to the next gen stuff. Um, like, I fully intend on just hammering it when it comes out in November. Um, and then whenever they put the next gen thing out, which I assume will be 
Q2 or whatever, um, 2021, um, that I'll go back to it and see what the changes are. But again, my general gut thoughts on cross-gen stuff is that they can't do that much with it because then it gut invalidates thoughts, the other Sorry, one. I, I just thought I've got to stop you saying gut thoughts. <laughs> my gut take is that uh, I wonder how much they can actually do to it to make that next one work. But CDPR have said that the next gen upgrade is free and they'll they'll knock it out of the park in regards to applying stuff, yeah. um, you know, whatever they can do to it. They're doing the same with Witcher. Um, but yeah, Ash, what are your thoughts? Just play it in November as soon as possible. Yeah, man. Get on it, get playing, get driving around my car, say hello to Johnny Keanu and, and get, <laughs> get going, just get going. I just want to dive on in. I don't think I can hold myself off for like the, the upgrades um, if there's that little wait between. I think it's mostly just get in and get playing and then think about the, the enhancements afterwards. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's my, my take. I, I think it's absolutely get play. Yeah, at some point in the future, you'll go back to it. Like, even if, you know, if you finish yeah. it, because well, I, honestly, it's it's Skyrim to me. It's the Ever yeah. game. Like, it's just, it's there, and I'm never going to see all of it. But, like, I even to this day, I don't feel like I've seen everything in Skyrim, and I yeah. kind of love that, and I hope that it is the sci-fi version of that. Um, another game down is Resident Evil 8, uh, Resident Evil Village, um, which they haven't, I thought they showed a surprising little amount of that at the latest showcase. It was just like, here's what you've already seen for the most part with an additional shot of the witch or whatever, and then another shot of what looks like a zombie werewolf hybrid. Um, but I really want to see that if they're inventing a new horror monster thing that's like a blend of the two then i think that's really really cool and where are you guys on resident evil village in general uh I, josh i know you're the big like resi fan here so please <laughs> take this away you know what i'm, I'm so hesitant to talk about it because I, I feel like i'm being very negative on this podcast and when it comes okay. to resident evil 8 i just no. don't know i just don't know what to say i, I think i know what you because... mean I, th I think that they are yet to sort of do like an oh my god it's it's that's yeah. the next resident evil like holy yeah. hell but it's, I, I want to i give them the benefit of the doubt though I give, them, I give them the benefit of the doubt. It's just that the two trails we've seen so far haven't really blown me away. And I mm. felt, I feel like, you know, I love the idea. I think the idea is quite cool, even though that kind of, you know, more fantasy element isn't necessarily for me. I still thought they pulled it off quite well in Resident Evil 4. And I'm here for the zombie werewolf things. I'm here for this kind of like folklore take on it. The I just new feel merchant like as well. They've got the a new, new merchant, a new exactly. It's playing into its history. It's playing into its heritage. But the footage we've seen, for me, looks like it looks choppy it looks strange mm. it looks like like it's not completely polished it doesn't feel like a confident this is the next gen of resident evil it just kind of feels like this is resident evil we'll patch it up by the time it's out i promise i don't right. know why i get this feeling but i have this weird sense of dread this kind of weird <laughs> weird sense of dread that they're not really confident in it and i don't know why i've got that feeling i do have a thing with um when resident evil <clears throat> 7 went first person it felt like a reaction to pt and i know that that game would have to be in development for longer than pt came out for them to even put that together and, and capcom got out there and said look this is what we were going to do anyway it was going to go first person anyway and it was like yeah i just i never really bought that i always felt like they were responding to like the new wave of like first person stuff like whether it's slender man or um that one you know dear esther whatever this sort of slow crawly slow burn stuff there's another game that i can't think of outlast stuff like that um, and so when they went first person i was like yeah whatever i guess and then i'm kind of getting a similar vibe from this where they, they're sort of reading the terrain a little bit because their third person stuff has now taken off again but they're like well we went in this direction with seven so i guess we kind of have to do that again and it's like Stop. resident evil 2 remake is perfect just do more of that but we've already got Resident Evil Remake 2, Scott. We've no, got we're just doing another third person one is what I mean. Just yeah. you there, man. <laughs> just celebrate the joys of these things. Honestly, uh. maybe I'm incredibly easily pleased because I saw I saw Zombie Werewolf and I saw, you know, mythology, <laughs> folklore, a little bit of toying around with what yeah. we know in the horror tropes. I think I'm just excited by like, uh, I, I love, love, love 
fantasy being brought into horror and dark fantasy and this seems to play on that so maybe it's just my personal taste coming into this where i'm like no no holy hell but i i I get i get the the things that you're that you're saying you're worried about but just oh just see resident (laughs) evil with the three little lines come down it's like wow look at that stylistic choice wow look at that look at that title design i'm so on board i don't know i I honestly can't sit here and say i'm not excited for resident evil 8 not that i'm saying you guys i don't think we can either maybe like you know what i mean i just I'm so hopeful for this next generation. I feel like so much work has got into it. I'm like, it's, it's got to be good. It's going to be amazing. I, I want something to come along and just like kill my hope before I'm like, <laughs> negative about anything. Like, I just think they need to do like, because it, it reminds me a little bit of Bloodborne. Again, it, it's just me going like, oh, you guys are chasing something rather than doing your own thing. And like, um, but that's the, they can rein that back in if they invent a new monster. They invent this sort of variation yeah. on, like I said, zombie werewolves. Like that hasn't been done as far as I know, at least outside of like C-tier horror schlock. And mm-hmm. I want to see that in like you know given like a proper production and stuff um it's just a bit of a, a bit of a curious one and um, one of the most recent ones which i think we'll have the least to say about is that final fantasy 16 is a, a i was gonna say a full console exclusive which apparently it is but then according to Eurogamer, it's actually a timed exclusive they just haven't said that officially yet um so i guess we'll see but i am um, i think i'm the only person who has played most final fantasies do you guys yeah. get hoot about the old final fantasy coming to ps5 i didn't think so Wow, the silence is definite. The silence is definite. That's amazing. I was, I was hoping Ash is going to take this because I've got nothing that more. Proves, that proves my of... point, like okay. entirely. Yeah. If, if you want, like, that's the, that's my negativity for this. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, a little bit. I, I, that's my take on, on that. I'm like, cool. Yeah, more. Mm-hmm. It makes got. me curious where the IP is in general because obviously it's such a known quantity, but I feel like Final Fantasy at this stage is only beloved by Final Fantasy fans. I don't feel like people can come in anymore. Um, and I think a lot of people checked out Final Fantasy VII Remake because of its reputation. Um, but I remember when 16 got unveiled and like I was like Ash we were messaging about trying to identify the airship from the early advert yeah. thing and um and yeah he was saying like you know that's 16 entries in like holy yeah. hell just typing like, just 16 16 yeah and it's like that whole thing of like I mean for me it's 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 common knowledge that they're all separate things but I know I know that even Ewan found out just last year that they're not all one giant saga so I think that they could maybe do with some sort of brand clarifying thing for the next generation or a new generation of players and um, that might help them that all said 16 looks brilliant and I think the uh, the trailer that they've got the gameplay footage looks phenomenal and hopefully that'll be good and um, we have two more things to end on which we can do quite snappily one is Godfall Josh you said you're quite psyched for this I oh, am not oh, at all oh, so, yeah. oh I want oh hoo hoo <laughs> I want to clarify. Doesn't want Resident Evil, but he wants a bit of Godfall. <laughs> I do not. I'm not psyched for Godfall, and in fact, even though I've seen so many trailers, so many gameplay walkthroughs, I mm. can barely tell you what it is. But the fact that it's coming <laughs> out on launch slasher. is is making me go. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it because it's there day one. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't. I just feel like this is a game. You were talking about chasing trends there. This feels like mm. a game that feels like an amalgamation of everything to the point where it's almost kind of, it just blurs. Like Dark the Souls, loot system. Yeah. yeah. I think it was at the last PlayStation 5 thing. I was at one event recently where they showed the big gameplay reveal mm. and you had one of the developers talking through and they were expla- explaining how blocking works, how uh, you know swinging a sword works, and I'm like, what? What? Is, where's Where's the uniqueness? Where is the USP to this game? Because it does feel like an amalgamation of everything, and that might make for an okay time. It might make for a really pretty time, but I'm just I. I I want it's to, going I up against Demon Souls to, though, like on the same day. Yeah, so yeah, like I don't want any game to like fail, but I just I I don't know who the audience is for this. If that makes mm. sense, I don't know anyone who are out there who's like 
really all in on Godfall and I, mm. I hope they do exist and I would like to know those people because I want to be excited <laughs> for it because it is coming out as an exclusive on day one. Mm-hmm. Ash, you've got a bit of positivity or the positivity buckets that you can sort of splash around a bit. Are you a bit of a fan of the old? The I old have. I've been, I've been splashing my positivity bucket because we've been talking about all the things that I'm very excited for and you pair of going, oh, maybe, maybe. This one, this one, I'm also like, this? Yeah, like, see, yeah, yeah. This, this one is another one that I'm like, oh, I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that's there for you, whoever you is. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I, again, it's one I'll check out and be like, oh, cool. I like, I like a bit of you know, big, big chunky armor and sword mm-hmm. play. Um, but like, it looks, it, it looks fine it um, needs something else to it i think than just being yeah. a big shiny loot based dark souls but then again though that collection of terms will make someone go oh my god i've been waiting for like yeah. a really good run based uh dark souls or something where i can sort of chase loot and stuff so there is that um actually i, I lied before i said two more games there are now two more games and um, which we'll do quite quickly one of them is ratchet and clank rift apart and um, which seems like one of the most promising things because it's actually built from the ground up for the ps5 with the mm-hmm. ssd in mind and everything like that um, and the more they show that off the more i just want to bask in the glory of entire worlds and levels just loading instantly and um, i love the idea of that i don't know where the ratchet and clank ip is in general in terms of like you know do people get that psyched to ratchet and clank i do but i love little fairy things and everything and are the blind forest and whatever Scott, confirmed furry i love the, I love the fairies <laughs> i uh, i just i'm a big fan of uh, of that whole thing so I, I like i'm looking forward to anything that looks like a pixar movie that i can play um where are either you guys i guess josh where are you at on on ratchet and clank and what they've shown so far Yes, I'm like fully back. Like after the 2016 remake, reboot, reimagining thing. Like I, I love that. Like you said, it, it, it looks, it feels like a Pixar movie Like you can play essentially. Like mm. it looks gorgeous. And this looks even better. And I don't know how it manages to look even better every single time. When it comes to like these more animated um, games, like mm. I always feel like we hit a ceiling. I felt like we hit a ceiling with the original um, uh, Ratchet and Clank, and we've just come completely... in 2002. Yeah, we completely <laughs> skyrocketed back then. Back then, I was like, graphics won't get better than this. Yeah. Obviously, look where we are now. Everybody thought yeah, that about 2D Mortal Kombat as well, because it was like, well, it's real. It's an actual photo that you're like moving and controlling. It can't get better than this. So it's, totally. yeah, it happens yeah, every day. It did. But I, with uh, this new one, uh, the most interesting thing is that it's built, like you said, from the ground up. That the fact that you're going to be jumping between these different realms, like instantaneous. Like mm-hmm. I think that's such a cool concept, being able to jump from one distinct art style and one distinct type of level, like to the next, with with a radically different like aesthetic and um, you know art design. Like that's so cool. I love anything in horror games. Right, and bear with me right now. Where you are in a kind <laughs> Ratchet of Ratchet and Clank, no in horror games. <laughs> <laughs> where you're in a room and you know when you like go through a door and you turn around and the door's gone and there's something else entirely there. Right. Like yeah. that concept absolutely rocks my world. And if we manage to get something <laughs> similar to Ratchet and Clank in like this fun, energetic cartoon. I can only think um, of like Titanfall awesome. 2 and Jedi Fallen Order that have done that. Because they're both respawn as well. Like I know Layers of Fear does it, but again, it's like okay. horror games, you know. Cool, because well, they're like they're sort of like horror set pieces in those games too, are like mind-bending bits where you're sort of you're going down a corridor, you turn around, and it's completely different. Yeah, the sheer tech side of that, like re-rendering a level behind you while you're not mm-hmm. even looking, is like really really cool. Um, the last game we could talk about is Deathloop. Um, Ash, you wanted to mention this, I think, before we started recording. Are yeah. you a big old fan of the Arcanes? I just, I just think, it, I just think it looks 
innovative and interesting. It's the one I see people talking about the most, like online, I see people mm. bringing up Deathloop as something that that's really caught their attention. And I think that it's worth talking about because of that. Um, mm. it's, it's one of those ones that I feel like cautiously like watching from the sidelines. So I'm not sure if it's gonna super duper appeal to me or if it's just an interesting concept, you know, I'll dip in and out of. But like looking at it and like it being this big time loop on this island and figuring it out and kind of, you know, that replayability kind of value of figuring things out and going through it and, and deciding exactly where everything is um, to, and how you're going to do all of these killer, mm. crime, assassin stuff while you've been chased down by someone else who might be multiplayer and might be not. Um, I, I just think it's got so many like different things mixed in there that herald in a new generation of going well what the hell is this yeah uh, I, it's, it's it's well worth being like ah death loop is on the map on the radar so yeah mm. i'm excited to see how what happens with it where it comes from the style of it is gorgeous it looks mm. pretty the way that they're the music too. it's great yeah mm. like all of it like I, i'm interested mm. i'm really interested to see what it is it's one of those ones that i'm like hmm i'll write a little note about that like I don't mean to be uh, Jimmy negativity again, but I don't. I I'm just lost with what that game is because I'm just yeah. like, is it a multiplayer thing? <clears throat> is it a sing? Is it more of a story based game but it has multiplayer elements? Are they dynamic? Is it Dark Souls style? Do other players drop in when you're doing something else? I just I don't know what that thing is, um, and I'm so curious for them to show off more of it. But I have such faith in Arcane. Um, mm-hmm. Like I I mentioned in I don't know the original PS5 showcase video that like it's it's Arcane and Respawn for me like the two top tier first person devs um, that just do really unique things with that um, you know with the genre itself. Josh, where you are on a bit of the old death loop. I'm so pleased you're here, Ash, right? Because I've done so many videos, so many lovely videos <laughs> for Scott Tilford where we've just butted heads over this game because I'm really looking forward to it and you are um, not quite sure on it. But yeah, I'm, I think the concept is so neat. And I also mm. agree that Arcane have just been doing so many innovative and original things in the first person shooter space that like every single time I see it, I get more confident about it. Like mm. it just completely mm. comes out and I feel like it knows what it is. Some other players might not be on that same wavelength, but it has a vision and it feels, I feel like it's just committed to it. And mm-hmm. that is like in, in a world of Godfalls, in a world of <laughs> so many homogenized um, games, like I'm here for something that just says, we're going to try to do something quite unique and we're going to do it well, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. hopefully. Like I said, I mean, yeah, I, I have total faith in the devs. <clears throat> I just, I wanted, I just want to see more of it. I want to see some more like, outright gameplay because they have such a stylish, stylistic element to it that I think the trailers are edit- edited to be this like really, really cool like seventies detective style time bending thriller thing. And I want to see a little bit more for it. Um, but yeah, you can let us know what you think down in the comments below. Your most anticipated PS Five games, or you can come find us over on social media um, to keep up with stuff over on there. And um, for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host Scott Hilford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. And Ash Millman for the very, very last time. Goodbye. Oh, oh, my friends. It has been an honor podcasting with you and doing this fun gaming stuff. So thank you for having me. And thank mm-hmm. you for watching audience as well. Absolute yeah. legend. Yeah, you can go um, go find Ash on social media to keep up with what she's doing next. We wish you the very, very best. Genuinely, it's been thank awesome. You. And we'll catch you very soon. Oh, oh my heart, oh. my tiny heart. <laughs> <laughs>
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.